The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. It's Friday morning. Good Friday to you here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I am Chris Yow. Joined as always by morning. Also in studio, we have Andrew Moore with us. Andrew. Welcome in. We appreciate you uh, being here with us and hope that it uh, continues uh, to be something that that you will enjoy and join us more often because we appreciate you being here. So he can't talk right now because there's a microphone here. Thanks, sir. (laughs) There we go. See, it's called uh, it's called working on the fly. We do a lot of that. We do a lot of that. We fly like eagles around here. Yeah. What'd you guys do yesterday? When you, I know when we left here, Mo, we went to Loretto, Loretto, not Loretta, but Loretto. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta emphasize the O, or it's Loretta Lynn. <laughs> so it's Loretto. Well, we eventually went to Loretto after we went to. Schaefer's. Schaefer's. Yeah. <laughs> that was always, that's always a good time. Always a good time. Got to visit with my daughter for oh, the yeah, afternoon. That's right. She's here. And stuff. She's here in town uh, from Arkansas. And then uh, at six o'clock last night, got on the show with uh, Chandler Chandler. Anderson on his show. Had an interesting show. You'd think with a medical show, it was, but it was on relieving stress through WWF wrestling. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> it was an interesting. There's no show. such thing as WWF wrestling. Excuse me, WWE. Now, yeah, it's, I'm it's, sorry, I messed up. Uh, yeah, it's worldwide. My, my, I just say my my, uh, my apologies to the World Wildlife Federation. Yes, <laughs> I guess that did come up last night. <laughs> That's important. Important, but, important. but yeah, it was an interesting show. It was an entertaining show, and uh, so we had a pretty good time last night. Well, as we were driving to Loreto. There was some interesting news that came down about a former eight AAA basketball coach. One that uh, some news we expected. I mean, we even said the rumor is <laughs> when he, <laughs> when we announced him his resignation. Uh, but it appears Michael Williams is headed to Webb Bellbuckle to fill a position that 
we didn't realize was open, but apparently Jeff Mitchell, longtime basketball coach and athletics director over there, has stepped down as basketball coach, will apparently continue as AD. Yeah, Michael Williams being brought in as boys basketball coach at Webb Bellbuckle after six seasons at his alma mater, Coffee County, um, led them to their first region tournament victory in 30 years, which is hard to believe when you think about it, but um, that it's been that long since since Coffee County had 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 success at that level. So um, big um big move for him and um, wish him well over there. Um, obviously, that's intriguing news for folks in District AAA that won't be AAA as we know it for for much longer with with re, realignment and reclassification as we have discussed pretty regularly here over the last few months. So, yeah, uh, it's 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 all crazy. I don't even I still don't even know what it's going to look like. Uh, even though it's set, I still haven't figured it out yet because I'm still we're we're still in season. Once mm-hmm. once June July comes around, we'll figure we'll it all start, out for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that wasn't the only local hoops coaching move. No, no, it was not. Um, we also received word that Brentwood boys basketball coach Greg Shirley has stepped down after six seasons. I thought it was a seven-year itch, but apparently it's six. Um, Shirley, who had had quite the illustrious coaching career down in Florida, where he coached one Vince Carter at um, Seabreeze in Daytona. Um, again, resigns as coach of the Bruins after six seasons, won 132 games, went to two state tournaments, finished second or better each season in 11 AAA, which is no small feat. So No, no, it's not. I mean, that's, that, that's pretty solid. In that district? No matter how you slice it, every time. Yeah, so um, Brentwood, who just had to replace their girls' basketball coach a couple of weeks ago, is now on the hunt for a boys' basketball coach. Meanwhile, what other openings? I think Page Boys and Centennial Girls are the other openings, I believe, in Williamson County at this point. So, still, good seats available. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that page, that page boys job is pretty good, especially with them getting out of eleven triple A, and they'll be playing. I think they'll be pay, playing in the reformatted eight triple A along with um, Spring Hill and Lawrence County and a few other schools. I think it's going to be a six team league. Like I said, I'm not like Chris said. I'm, we'll I'm not real familiar with it, but yeah, that those should both be coaching vacancies that attract some traffic. They they should be able to do pretty well with their replacements in both of those. Meanwhile, some Columbia Central girls yeah. still open and still open open still like open. like like you can still get uh, applications yeah you can in apply if, if you're interested 
That that becomes the big question. <laughs> I'm just I'm not saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. If you're interested, feel free yeah. to apply, to apply. Yes. They'd love it if you did. They they are taking applications readily available. Andrew, do you do you know how to coach girls basketball? It's okay. You can still apply. Um <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Have you ever have you ever seen a basketball? You are qualified to apply. Now, I'm not saying you're going to get it. I'm just saying that the application process is years for the taking. You know, all they can say is no. That's right. That's, I, wow. Of course, I don't know who would say it at this point. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, one so, stop shop. Oh, we, there, hey, that was the you're on the wrong. Uh, yeah, hit the wrong one. Well, you, I think yeah. I think you got. Yeah, something somebody got, somebody did some was switching in on here me. last night. Yeah, I bet it was West Duncan. Yes, if it wasn't, I, we're gonna we're gonna blame it on him. Well, that yeah. would explain a lot. <laughs> if it wasn't West, we're gonna blame it on him. It's all right. That's what I meant. There you go. <laughs> you knew where we were going, but <laughs> yeah. it's your one stop shop. I don't. Is that was that a Parks? I don't know. Seems like it. That's okay. They're a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some football news out of Wayne County. Out of Wayne County. Two days in a row we've talked about Wayne County. Out of Wayne County, but not at That's Wayne true. County. As Collinwood football coach Scotty Hanna was dismissed yesterday after six seasons. <laughs> I don't know. What is up with the sixes? Six. Sixes are wild today. <laughs> uh, the last five of those years he led the Trojans to playoff berths. So now folks getting fired for going to the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. Talk about playoffs? I just want to win a game. Well, I, maybe that was the problem because while they did go to five straight playoffs, they did not win a game. No postseason victories in that in that run. So, you know. Well, I mean, getting there is only half the battle. Getting there is only half the battle, but that is half the battle. So, Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of teams who – didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. So, um, whatever. If you're interested in coaching football, there's a position at Collinwood, but just getting to the playoffs you isn't know, enough. So, you know buyer beware. You know where there's not an opening? I can't pronounce the word. Obion. Obion. Obion County Central <laughs> in Troy, up in northwest Tennessee, does not have an opening. You know why? Because Justin Palmer has taken it. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because we talked about him all summer <laughs> last year. In one way or another, <laughs> because the former Shelbyville football coach had accepted an offensive coordinator's uh, position at Summit. Where would have gotten a ring? Would have gotten a ring. Jumped out less than two weeks in, I guess. Took over the um, Cordova, Alabama program. Didn't do so great. What was his record down there? Was I want to say it was three and seven, but I... Look, I can tell you in about 30, 30 seconds, I well, mean. Well, if you can get it up in 30 seconds, good for you because no, I'm having um, all sorts of – Internet issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that we are actually having internet issues with the um, the broadcast on Facebook. And, yeah. um No, they were one in nine. They oh. weren't even – yeah, not great. Of course, I will say that it, it's – they That's were, a tough league that they were in. They were in, in Class 5A mm-hmm. with all of the Birmingham Metro schools, including two teams that went to the 
state semifinals and one that won the state championship. But they also lost to two of their three non-conference games, both in the county, uh, so you don't want to do that. Hmm. But it was their first time in 5A. They they they're three A program. This is a program that should be in class. So did they 3A. opt to play up? Then, no, 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 no. They just they've had an influx of kids because of school closures and that sort of thing. And so is it one of those situations where they've had an influx of kids, but not an influx of football players? Yes, yes. That's exactly hate when that happens. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. Uh, kind of like Spring Hill, <laughs> an influx of kids and just football players aren't part of it. Yeah. And that's just unfortunate. Yeah. So yes, that's. But nonetheless, he's you know he he dipped out of there and came back to Tennessee. Yep. So Justin Palmer. Yeah. He, we, we're not, we're probably not going to talk much about him. He's in Northwest Tennessee. So. No, we, we won't. We won't be touching on him a whole lot. <laughs> um, uh, and one other non-sports move. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Mr. Music City Miracle, Kevin Dyson, Dr. Kevin That's Dyson. Dr. Kevin Dyson, yeah. Yeah. Um, former Independence football coach. Effective July 1st will be principal at Centennial High School, CCCHS. Um, Centennial parent here. C. 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 Yeah. That's good. That's no, good. It's, that's a different cadence. I like it, though. Yeah. Either way, you can do it either way. Yeah. I like it. He is. Um, he's currently the principal at Grassland Middle up in Williamson County, so he'll be. Dude has st- moved up the ladder. He really fast. has. It's it's been impressive to watch. I mean, like I said, less than ten years ago, he was football coach at Independence. And, uh, I mean, uh, four years ago, he was an assistant principal at Indy, and then went to Grassland, and now at Centennial. But uh, everywhere he goes, it seems that they. Uh, they tend to enjoy him and love him and are sad to see him go when he goes. It's a good dude. Um, He's a good guy. He he cares about the kids, and that's, that's again, the most as, as, a, as a pseudo-centennial parent at this point, really excited to see him come over to Mallory Lane and, and see what he can do over there. So that's a lot, that's of, all the lot of movement. Yeah, that is all of the coaching and and other news. Other. <laughs> um, so I guess that means we should get you to today's rundown. This is the rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in southern Middle Tennessee. In Thursday baseball action, Loretto blanked the Middle Tennessee Monarchs one nothing. It was Moore County 13, Tennessee Heat 5. Coffee County defeated Marshall County 10-3. Huntland defeated the Huntsville Falcons 7-5. It was Tullahoma with a pair of wins, defeating Grundy County 11-2 and Murfreesboro Central 6-5. And Fairview uh, taking home a doubleheader win over Hampshire 7-5 and 15-4. Zion Christian an 8-4 winner over Mount Pleasant. Ravenwood blanked Brentwood in Battle of the Woods 6-0. 
Franklin edged Independence 2-1. Spring Hill's bats were rolling, but so were Pages. The Raiders come out on top 12-10. And Dixon County a 7-4 winner over Summit. Community edged Cullioka 6-5. Summertown outlasted Forest, Coast Forest. 4-3 in 12 innings. This is a game that we will talk about more later. Much more. <laughs> Giles County in a in-county win over Richland 12-2. It's Marshall County 13, Shelbyville 2, Nolansville 8, Columbia Central 4, and Columbia Academy blanked Eagleville 10-0. In softball action, it was Columbia Academy 15, Columbia Central 0. Eagleville defeated Fayetteville 4-3. Lawrence County was a 12-0 winner over Tullahoma, and Dixon County a 3-1 winner over Spring Hill. Marshall County blanked Community 11-0. It was Forest 20, Murfreesboro Central 2. Summertown with a 10-0 victory over Perry County, and Zion Christian on senior night defeated Cullioka 7-5. In boys' soccer action, Community 4, Forest 3, Murfreesboro Central 8, Giles County nothing. Centennial, a 4-3 winner over White House, and Franklin Road Academy, a 6-0 winner over Zion Christian. Station Camp in that huge battle that we will talk more about later, a 3-1 winner over Columbia Central. In baseball action today, weather permitting. (laughs) Exactly. Summertown travels to Cullioka for a 5 o'clock game. Richland hosts Collinwood at 5.30. Mount Pleasant goes to Cornersville for a 5.30 game. Columbia Central travels to Centennial. First pitch is at 6. Santa Fe will play at McEwen at 6. Also, University School of Nashville visits Zion Christian at 6. At 6.30, Hampshire hosts East Hickman and Lawrence County hosts Loretta. In softball action today, weather permitting, Columbia Central travels to Spring Hill at 4 o'clock. Cullioka hosts Lewis County at 5. Also at 5, Independence goes to Brentwood and Santa Fe is at Frank Hughes. Shelbyville is at Lawrence County at some point today, and Summertown will play at the Gallatin Classic at Triple Creek Park. I like the. Can I say that more? Triple, Triple Creek, Creek Park? Park. I like that. In boys soccer action today, Spring Hill plays at Nolansville. First touch is at five thirty. At six o'clock, Richland travels to Hickman County. Page hosts Lawrence County at seven. Also at seven, Columbia Central hosts Coffee County. Saturday baseball action at ten a.m. Goodness gracious. How how early do you have to get up in Spring Hill to get to Lincoln County by 10 o'clock and, and get ready for a ball game? 6.30? I'll not be finding out. Uh, not me. No, no, thank you. Spring Hill travels to Lincoln County. That's a 10 a.m. first pitch. Columbia Central hosts Centennial at noon. It's Zion Christian at Riverside at 1 p.m. Independence is at Siegel at 3.30. And Columbia Academy hosts Summertown at 6 p.m. You're going to want to see that if at all possible. In softball action, Summertown is again at the Gallatin Classic at Triple Creek Park, not to be confused with Cripple Creek. And that's your Friday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Chip Walters. And when we return, we will talk about those, uh, some uh, coaching news-ish, but also... Scheduling news. scheduling news more so than the coaching news because the coach apparently has blown up the schedule. Uh, and and there's a huge game coming down the pike for next two seasons. You're going to want to hear about it. We'll talk to Stephen Hargis of the Chattanooga Times Free Press on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. 
Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Very excited to have our next guest on the line as we talk more high school football. This would be the beyond in beyond. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports and beyond. And beyond. This is well beyond southern middle Tennessee. It's southern eastern Tennessee and just regular middle Tennessee. (laughs) Not really southern. They're kind of on that border. That's okay. Okay. Um, But on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline this morning, we have from the Chattanooga Times Free Press, Stephen Hargis. Stephen, welcome into the show. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing well. It's not just from the Chattanooga Times Free Press. It's a sports editor of the Chattanooga Times. Title Schmeidels. Well, you know, I'd say his sports editor title means a little bit more than someone else's. We know when you're the sports editor of a one person sports department. So, yeah. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, Stephen, appreciate it. Nobody's title outranks yours now. Yeah, whatever. Hey, um, so some interesting news out of, Southeastern Tennessee yesterday as South Pittsburgh under first year coach or new coach, Chris Jones scheduled a game against Oakland. Now that's class one, a defending state finalist South Pittsburgh against class six, a state champion Oakland. Certainly not a game you see every day. Um, Shed some light on this, Stephen. Yeah, um, I think a lot of folks were were kind of taken aback when when, when that was announced yesterday. Um, <clears throat> they they had uh, South Pittsburgh had a full ten game schedule. This would be not the first one that that uh, Coach Jones has come in and and changed on the schedule, but it's certainly the one that, that's made the most waves. Um, you know, he he said um, when I spoke to him about it yesterday, you know, that they're, they're not any, under any um, belief that you know they're going to knock off nationally ranked and defending six eight state champion, but he said, "Look, I just I firmly believe that 
you play the best competition uh, to get you ready for the playoffs and, you know, not taking a swipe at, at the previous staff or whatever, but he just said, you know, I, I think the schedule in, in years past has, has caught up with South Pitt where they would cruise through not only their region game, but play some teams in the Sequatchie Valley that they were mercy ruling and then would run into a greenback in the semifinals or last year a Fayetteville in, in the championship game that, you know, somebody that could, could uh, give them a game and, and the kids just really weren't adjusted to, to play in that level of competition. So as he said, who on the schedule that we see in, in the in the playoffs is going to be any better than Oakland? Everybody that we play, we're going to say, look, you've already seen the best team in the state of Tennessee. Um, you've been tested, you know, whatever the score may be from that one. Uh, once they get into the into the one A playoffs, he, he thinks that that it'll benefit them in the in the, uh, in the long run as far as their their goals. I think it's fascinating from the standpoint uh, we knew Oakland was looking for a tenth game. Um, as you said, South Pitt had a full slate. In fact, they dropped. Is your book obsolete now? <laughs> it, it may be. It, it may have already been obsolete, Mo, uh, but it may especially become obsolete. I'm not sure. I guess we'll see what not play and if that stokes the rivalry even more because it, it seems to have, judging from, since I live over there, judging from Facebook posts and things like that, it certainly has not done anything to to dampen the rivalry uh, when South Pitt and, and uh, you know, basically said they were not going to renew the rivalry with Marion. Um, and, and this game, this Oakland game, actually replaces Grundy County, a 3A team they had on the schedule, but one that, you know, Chris looked it up and he said, look, the last 10 times South Pitt played them, the margin was 45 to, or 49 to 7. He said, what are we getting by beating a team 49 to 7 on average? You know, other than – um, the score looks good. You know what you're not so, getting hurt. <laughs> he, he uh, well, actually, I mean, against Grundy County, their best player two years ago uh, was lost to a knee injury. You know, he brought that up. He said, "Look, Ronto Tipton was was lost against Grundy County." He said, "We've had a uh, quarterback a couple of years ago go down against you know uh, Stale Creek uh, in a game that they were mercy ruling at, at halftime." He said, "Injuries happen on any any given game, so." Uh, he kind of threw that one out because I, I I threw it up to him like you know what about injuries and he he kind of laughed he said injuries happen in practice injuries happen in in any game um you know he, he kind of bristled that a little bit and said look we've got defensive linemen who are two sixty two eighty he said how is that any different than what Oakland has he said Oakland has more of them uh, and and so they're they're probably going to be able to rotate more guys in to to wear wear South Pit down and that type of thing but um, he said look for the first half he said if we go into halftime and and it's a, a respectable score, uh, he said, our, our kids should feel good about it. Um, and that's kind of, I think, his goal. And I think, too, the fact that we, you know, we know Kevin Creasy is a great coach, obviously. Uh, but, but it's not Kevin's M.O. that he's going to come in and run up, you know, 60, 70 points on somebody. At least he's not going to try to do that. And I think there's kind of a gentleman's agreement there that Oakland will bring their younger kids once they're up, you know, three or four scores. It'll, it'll allow them to, to – Start to substitute in some of their younger kids, get them some game experience against a pretty um, a talented team. I mean, it's not like you know. Again, it's not a a not a very good team they're playing. It's not a Grundy County. It's not your average one A right. football team. I mean, if yeah, you, that's, that's even what I was, younger kids that, get in. That's what I was saying. That Chris kind of bristled at when I when I brought it up to him first thing. He said, "I'm already tired of hearing this." He said, <laughs> "Look, guys," he, he he said, "Stop you right there." He said, "You've covered us enough." He said. We've got talent. 
we're not going to walk out there and, and just hand them the game. You know, we're going to put up as much of a fight as we can now. He said, they've got a lot more talent in that, you know, their depth. Um, he said, but we're, we're going to give them everything we've got. And once the games, he said, once it gets out of hand, which, you know, it most likely will, it should. Um, he said, you know, I, I fully expect Coach Creasy will begin to substitute in his younger guys. He's already said he was going to bring, you know, uh, the full roster to, to travel with so that if it does get lopsided by the, the second half, the younger guys are shuttling in. And, and as Chris said, you know, there's a mercy rule for a reason. It shortens the game. So he, he just thought, you know, gate-wise and the fact that it's doing exactly what we're doing right now, he said it'll be a talker. Uh, people are going to look forward to it. He said that's why they moved it to Thursday night so as many people that wanted to come watch and – and he kind of even laughed. He said, look, how many people around the Chattanooga area want to come watch South Pittsburgh get their butt handed to them? He said, there's quite a few of them. He said, so he said, we'll take their $8 just like the the South Pittsburgh fans, and they can come and enjoy, you know, standing there on the sideline and tell me what an idiot I am for playing the 6 eight team. And he said, we'll cash those checks. Hey, so, I hear you. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the way that I look at this North Jackson game. Because if this game had happened – 12 years ago, Stephen, we're talking about more people than you can fit into South Pittsburgh or bridge uh, into Stevenson or Bridgeport or whatever. Yeah. You know, now a game that everybody has wanted to happen for years and years and years is kind of watered down with the, the fact that North Jackson has just not been very good over the last six years. Yeah, they, they haven't been as good. You're right, the crowd would have been uh, probably a lot bigger, but there's there's already a buzz about that one. Too. He's a different cat, man. I'm telling you, when when people when, when he's been around for a while and, and the state media gets a chance to, to cover him in the playoffs, um, he's just a diff- he's just thinks differently than any coach that I've, I've dealt with uh, in our area in a long time. I mean, he's, he's got a lot of old school ways about him, and um, you know they're willing to play just about anybody, but he's. He's also not really concerned with what other people might say about him or, or the program or whatever. He said, look, my, my one goal is we've got 54 kids out there working out that, that we're going to try to win a state championship for. He said, if playing Oakland and getting pummeled prepares us to, to knock off somebody like a Peabody, uh, mm-hmm. you know, who's dropping down to 1A, he, he said, who cares if we go 6-4 and four and lose to, you know, they've got Murphy, North Carolina, who's a nine-time state champion on their schedule and, and – um, you know, they've, they've really bumped up the schedule quite a bit. Uh, he said, if we were to lose two or three games and, and go eight and two in the regular season, and then that prepared us for, to win a state championship, he said, I think that's going to be remembered a lot more than going 14 and one and losing in the state championship game. So that's, that's just his perspective on it. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see what, what he brings because he's, uh, he's just got a different walk about him. We're speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Stephen Hargis. Sports editor of the Chattanooga Times Free Press and author of Eight Hateful Miles, the story of the South Pittsburgh-Marion County rivalry. And um, as a graduate of South Pittsburgh, as it was pointed out on Facebook yesterday, uh, I know you've got a um, particular you know, perspective on this whole situation and on Chris Jones. Um, you said that he, he's a different cat. This guy has professional football coaching experience. He he won a Grey Cup. Is that right, Stephen? He won four. He won four Grey yeah. Cups. Yeah, okay. yeah. He won, he won uh, I think, two as a defensive coordinator and uh, and two more as a head coach. And, and yeah, he, he was very successful up there. 
what brings him back home for this job? That was the first thing I asked him, Mo, when, when he was coming back was, you know, why uh, why this job? Why come back? And, and, I mean, even if it wasn't true, it, it, it's, it's the one that I told him this. I said, look, even if this isn't the case, it, it's the one that I would stick, it's the story I would stick with because it sounds good. But, I mean, he, he just said, look, he spent so much time away from his family. He's got a daughter who's nearby in Huntsville in college and another daughter who's uh, a sophomore in high school. And he said, I wanted to come back and go to her volleyball games and, you know, go to family dinners and do things that when he was in Canada, he just wasn't able to do. He said, I've traveled, whether it be as a college coach or a professional in the, in the professional ranks. Um, you know, the last couple of years, he was actually a defensive assistant with the Cleveland Browns. Um, he'd, he'd already left the Canadian league, but he said all the travel just kind of wore on him. And he said, I'm, I'm you know, 54 years old. I'm ready to just be home and spend the last 10 years of my career coaching in my hometown. And, as a guy who I didn't realize this until I did the interview, a lot of their play calls when he was in the CFL were things named after either people or, or places or, or plays in South Pitt. He said, people don't realize I was, a, I was a kid who grew up, probably would not have even graduated high school if not for an assistant coach named David Hale who played at South Pitt and went on to, to Vanderbilt. He said, you know, Coach Hale basically made sure I was doing the right things and stayed in school. Um, he, he said, I wanted to come back home and, and do the same thing for kids here and, and kind of, you know, make sure they're, they're doing the right things and give them a chance to get out. He said, I just love my hometown. He, he starts naming off all these plays that he had the CFL that were named after things in South Pittsburgh. He said, people didn't understand what those meant. He said, but they meant something to me because it was from my hometown. Hmm. Wow. That's pretty cool. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter where what the plays are called, so – Call them what you want. You're the coordinator. <laughs> that's there that's you your go. prerogative. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's awesome. Dude, I, I was really curious to, you know, especially about the dropping of Marion County. Grundy County's one thing, like most said, but Marion County's a whole other uh, beast. But I guess if, you know, that that's, that's not untrue. You know, you are trying to win a state championship, and however you can do that is – yeah, and they're, and they're on important. probation. I mean, South Pittsburgh's on probation right now. Right. He said his biggest concern there was a fight breaks out in that game somehow. And he said, look, I've already spoken to Bernard Childress to introduce myself to him. And he said he made it very clear that he has a zero tolerance for fighting, which we know, you know, that's happened a couple of times around the state where teams were then banned from the playoffs. And, um, you know, Chris said, I don't want my first year to be remembered for a bench-clearing brawl with, with our biggest rival and not going to the playoffs. He said, I'd much rather it be remembered for, for a playoff run uh, than, than something like that. So he, you know, basically just called the Marion administration and said, we're, we're not going to renew this, this series um, and, and dropped him. Um, and that, that was his reasoning for that. And the funny thing was, even the, the people in South Pittsburgh who were upset about it, by the following Friday, there was a baseball game where you had parents on the field um, and, and coaches on the field, you know, yelling and coming after each other uh, between those two programs. And, and Chris called me after that was over, and he said, I had a handful of the parents who were against it who called and said, I understand why you did what you did now. There was almost a, a, a fight among coaches and parents at the baseball game. He said, so you can imagine what a football game would be like with, with those two programs, the way those communities feel about each other. Especially if Marion County can – instigate and because they I mean they, they have nothing to lose and if they could they could keep South Pittsburgh out of the playoffs by instigating a fight 
I'm not saying it could happen. I'm just saying it could happen. <laughs> so anyway, as long as it's on the record that I didn't say, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you, Stephen. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today and shedding some light on this scheduling. Uh, I guess change for South Pittsburgh. We appreciate it and uh, looking forward to talking to you more as the football season approaches. You bet, guys. Have a great weekend. That's Stephen Hargis on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we've got to talk about some soccer, some softball, and a 12-inning baseball game that I got to go to last night. It was a lot of fun. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Tuesday, May 25th from 2 to 4 p.m. in the Columbia Central Gymnasium, you can try out to be a Lady Lion. I don't know who you're trying out for. This is basketball. How did you heard me? It was worth it. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. If you... May 25th? Yes. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're thinking they'll have a coach by then. Yeah. If not, I hope he ain't got anything to do May 25th. He or she doesn't have anything to do May 25th because <laughs> there's tryout schedule. That's actually on the... the it's on the application now. Do you have anything to do between two and four on March twenty fifth? That's a requirement for, for uh, a prerequisite. A prerequisite. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So last night you were able to get out to pretty big soccer match, probably the biggest soccer match in this area in a while. Biggest regular season match. Yeah. Um, Greg. Greg Sidlowski really, really reached out and, and kind of challenged his guys um, in a game that in, 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 a, in, a, in a game that that came together pretty quickly. Station Camp had had a, a cancellation. They were supposed to have played. They were supposed to play Collierville today and Christian Brothers tomorrow, but because pandemic restrictions in the Memphis area kind of loosened up. Collierville had a game that it needed to play closer to home, so they had to cancel their trip up here to station camp. And so they had an extra game 
Sidlowski had been trying to get them for a pretty good while, apparently. And so this all fell together in about a week's time, according to the station camp coach. But they came down here, and and again, station camp has played in the last three Class AAA state championship games, winning in 2017 and 2018, and falling to Bearden in the 2019 state finals. So this is this is a quality program, a quality team. They know what it looks like. And, you know, Columbia Central hung right with them. It was a three-to-one loss eventually. Mm-hmm. Station camp scored twice in the first 25 minutes or so. Victor Ramirez with a direct kick to cut the lead in half. But um, that was as close as they got. It was two-to-one at the half. And then station camp scored again with about – 15 minutes remaining and good. It was a good soccer game from a competitive standpoint. Um, I think Columbia Central learned a lot about itself, which was Sidlowski's, you know, objective. I feel like going into this, you know, not necessarily to win it, but just to kind of find out where they stood against a team that has established itself as one of the state's top teams and one that has been where Central is trying to go, having gone to the state sectionals in the last two years that that series took place. So yep, I, I think they found out some things about themselves. They found out that they can hang at that level and create some problems for teams at that level. One of the things that he was really fired up about was, you know, we made them change formations. We were doing some things that were causing them some problems. They had to make some in-game adjustments to us. So That's when you can when you can kind of dictate what other folks are doing, you know, you feel pretty good about it. Now, they, they made changes and, and counted it, but still, you know, not everybody makes those changes. So – Sure. They, so they found out some good things about themselves, even in a loss. They they fall to ten and one, um, gave up multiple goals for the first time all year, but um, they get back on the pitch tonight against a Coffee County team that they defeated six nothing on Tuesday. So should be able to get back in the groove here pretty quickly. Absolutely. Um, some positive news out of Columbia yesterday. Malia Hardy with a two-run homer ties Shelby Birchall Teagans mm-hmm. for the single-season home run record at Columbia Academy. 16 each, and I'll tell you. Um, I don't think she's done. I don't believe she's done. And unless they take, Unless opponents begin to take Chad Hall's advice and don't pitch to her. Well, here's what's funny. Okay, so this is the first inning that she hits the two-run home run that puts C.A. up immediately because it's the game's at Central. The next time up, she's the second hitter in the inning. They've just walked um, Tori Duvall ahead of her. They intentionally walk Malia, and... Columbia Academy eventually scores seven runs in that inning. Yep. Gets you every time. It it will. I mean, so and it's, the next time they pitch to her and she bounces out to shortstop. So I mean right. you can pitch around somebody, you can pitch somebody and see if they'll get themselves out, 
you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a big fan of putting up the four fingers for a number of reasons. One, I don't like telling my pitcher you can't get this kid out. Wow. I, I don't like putting that thought in their head. I mean, I pitch to her, and if she hits another two run home run, she hits another two run home run. What's the worst thing that can happen? That yes. Well, well, <laughs> it's also one thing to do it to set up a double play or something. Oh, like absolutely. That. But yeah, to but, avoid, but to just yeah, to not avoid throw to her, right? No, to avoid somebody. Now, I, yeah, I don't, right. I don't like putting that thought in my kid's head personally. Yeah. So, anyway, like you said, sixteenth homer. She's not done. That record's going down. It's more if than when. Uh, mm-hmm. When than if. Excuse yeah. me. But um, and CA has done for the year for the regular season. They finished thirty-one and two. They start postseason play next. Thursday, yeah. and uh, Central it, oh, play because yeah, they get a, a buy. So mm-hmm. Zion plays on Tuesday, right? Correct, correct. We will have that bracket on the website at sm-tnsports.com as we do a story on this game that we're speaking of and the soccer game that we talked about. A lot of stuff went up on the website late last night. Yeah, speaking of home runs, though, mm-hmm. Grant Burleson. I go over to. I went to Forest yesterday in an attempt to get home earlier than ten o'clock. Well, guess five what, o'clock start. Five o'clock start. Guess what time I got home? Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock on the dot. Um, but totally worth it to watch a baseball game of that caliber. Uh, what if I told you there were thirty-seven strikeouts? Wow. 37 strikeouts in the game. 12 innings, 37 strikeouts. Grant Burleson, on the on the bump to start, has not given up a run all year long. Not a single run all year long. And gave up two in the bottom of the six with his team leading 2 nothing because Forrest decided that they were just going to bunt and use their speed to get on, and they did. And then got a couple hits finally. They A couple, couple hits finally found their way to the outfield because Skylar Trousdale was – vacuuming up everything on the left side yesterday. Uh, but they did finally get some hits, and then uh, it was Summertown got to uh, – they tied, Forrest tied it up at two in the bottom of the sixth, and then it was continued pitcher's duel. Um, to start the game for Forrest, it was um, Brennan Miller, a freshman left-hander who was absolutely dominant. He struck out the – he struck out six in the first two innings. I think he had ten, nine or ten for the game, uh, and just was dominant on the bump for the Rockets. So just a really fun game to watch, although when Grant came out as a pitcher, uh, he handed the ball over to Gavin in the seventh inning because of, you know, just pitch counts. You you don't want to go over 100 on a non-region midweek game, right? So gives the ball to Gavin. Gavin goes the remaining six innings and doesn't, you know, doesn't pitch bad at all. I mean, they, they gave up one run. Uh, Grant Burleson goes deep in the 11th and then Forrest, I, I guess maybe in the 10th. I think it was the 11th, though. I think it was the 11th. And then Forrest, again, just kind of small balls their way to a run. And we're back tied in the bottom half. And then Grant Burleson again in the 12th goes deep <laughs> again. And um, that time it held. So 
Fantastic ball game. Full story on the website, sm-tnsports.com. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Summertown will take on Kalioka today. Columbia Academy tomorrow. Uh, Grant Burleson for Mr. Baseball. <laughs> Just let me put that out there. Hey, before we get out of here, I want to say Tennessee sports writers announced their bowling All-State teams this morning. Congratulations to Columbia Academy's Austin Kimes and Lawrence County's Colton Moore. Both are on that team. Uh, the teams are listed in their entirety on the website, sm-tnsports.com. There you go. When we come back, we're going to talk Braves and more on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joints. Stick around. Stick around.